This is Basic Ball 4. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Base Hit Ball 4 alongside Tyler Blumenstick, Alex Cashman, and Scott Rosvall. My name is Glenn Zanigris. This is our first episode of this podcast where we actually have real baseball to talk about. Um, the summer camp, as some people are trying to call it, starts tomorrow as teams are starting to report to their home facilities to get ready for a season that's going to start in about three weeks so it's really exciting that baseball is finally getting underway we get to talk about the actual game and the actual rosters instead of a labor dispute so we thought it'd be fun this week to do a little bit of an over under as some of the betting lines came out for what team is going to do what during this abbreviated regular season um so cash we're going to start with you. We're going to go three rounds. Everybody's going to pick three teams. And if somebody picks a team, that team's out. So a second person can't pick that same team. So Cash, I'm, you're going to have the first overall pick in the, in the draft. Where are you going? So I mean, I guess a better hit then, right? If I have the first pick out of everyone. You better. better it should be the lock. It should be the biggest lock All of right, this entire I'm, thing. I'm, I'm going to go with my boys. Nanny would be proud. I'm going to go three and a half, 38 and a half games uh, and over for the New York Yankees. 36 and a half. So you're good. You're getting I yourself two extra wins as well. There. Well, the website that you sent said 38 and a half. I'm it's looking at it. I got 36 and a half. So, okay, put so 36. I'll, I'll take 36 and a half. I'll definitely take 36 and a half. All right. Give us your analysis. Tell us why the Yankees are going over 36 and a half. Well, other than the fact that they have the best starting pitcher in baseball, they have a da- dangerous lineup. Uh, Aaron Hicks, Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton should all be ready for their opening day. Um, a lot of power right there uh, and I just think that this is it's time I mean they've been on the cusp of the World Series for the last few seasons and this it's time uh, and I also have a feeling that Gary Sanchez just has an absolute crazy season I mean it's an abbreviated season he's not going to have the wear and tear on his knees so come down towards the end of the season he's going to start hitting nukes after nuke after nuke that uh, 36 and a half is a shoo-in for the Yankees I like when you mentioned Sanchez because the season is kind of starting. I mean, it starts a week before August starts, but it's going to be predominantly in August, the beginning of the year. And historically, Gary Sanchez is a huge August performer. I have the Yankees here too. I also have them going over, um, mostly because apparent, um, according to Brian Cashman today, the guys like Judge and Stanton and Hicks and Paxton, who are going to miss the beginning part of this season if it started on time, they all look like They're going to be ready for opening day. They have the best bullpen depth in the entire league, in my opinion. In their entire roster, they have depth everywhere, infield, outfield. They can replace guys if they get hurt. As you said, they have Garrett Cole. But most importantly, 10 games against the Baltimore Orioles, who they absolutely destroy last year all the time. It was almost like an automatic win. Add that with four games against Miami in the other league, in the National League East. And I just think the Yankees have the ability to outslug teams like the Tampa, Ray, Tampa Bay Rays, who's their closest competitor in the AL East, really doesn't have that ability. The Yankees have guy after guy after guy in the lineup. So I'm agreeing with 36 and a half for the Yankees. Yeah, like I would that. agree with you guys too. Um, right. Top to bottom for that 30, because we're going to have 30-man rosters. The Yankees probably have the best roster top to bottom if everyone stays healthy. There's a ton of depth. So, it's a so, big if with the New York Yankees. So – I would agree with you guys. Thirty-six and a half um, is—I would say—it's a pretty easy over. Tyler, what do you got for the Yankees? Um, Any thoughts? I don't know. Like, it, it's going to be weird, and obviously, it's a shortened season, so we just don't know. Um, I don't really. Like, I don't know. Thirty-six and a half. So, would you have to go thirty-seven to hit the over? Yeah, I think that's completely doable. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but I think it's doable, especially for the I like that quick math there. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He's an accountant, so. (laughs) Also, something I wanted to touch upon with the Yankees, um, something that we've noticed over the past few years during Tanaka's career is that he kind of, like, goes through the motions at times during the regular season. Now with a a two-month season, you got to think he's going to be in playoff Tanaka mode from the get-go. 
So that's another big thing for the Yankees, especially with Luis Severino not coming back. So for the Yankees, Cash has the over at 36 and a half. I you completely- this, are we, are we writing this down? I you can write it down. We're recording it. It's a podcast. We're recording. That's so there true. You go. We are recording it. Ah, there you go. News. So I got people watching it, me. It's it's on the air forever, and you can't take it back. That's scary. So I'll go next. My first team I have on my notes here. I actually have the Yankees' most hated rival. I have the Red Sox at thirty and a half. I have that at under for a couple reasons. One is what they've lost over the course of the season. They traded Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers. Mookie Betts is kind of like the catalyst of the offense. He was the 2018 MVP. He's he's the leadoff guy. Everybody follows him. He's almost like the captain of the Yankees, really captain of the Red Sox. Really what Aaron Judge is to the Yankees, Mookie Betts was to the Red Sox. So losing him, even though you have a great lineup, even without him, with Ben Benintendi and Devers and J.D. Martinez and all that, you still don't have that catalyst. You still don't have that guy that's just going to move the line at the top of the lineup. So that's going to hurt the Red Sox, one. Two, David Price and Chris Sale not being on the team this year. Chris Sale with the Tommy John surgery and David Price in Los Angeles. Those are guys that maybe aren't the same pitches as they were five, six years ago. Those are still guys that eats up innings. Eats up innings. And that's important for the Red Sox because they don't have – quality bullpen arms other than Brandon Workman, who had a pretty good regular season last year. Um, the strength of the opposing teams that the Red Sox are going to face, I mean, listen, the Yankees and Jays are, and Rays are better than them. The Nationals, Braves are better than them. You can make the case that the Phillies and the Jays and the Mets are on the same level, if not better than the Red Sox. And going back to what I said about pitching, their ace right now is Nathan Eovaldi, and really that's the only guy I kind of trust if he's healthy. So the Red Sox, I think they're going to have a tough 60 games, and I have them at under 30 and a half. All right, so 500 or less. That's it. Yep, 500 or less. All right. I think that's a safe bet. Gotcha. Any, any other agree, comments dis- before I uh... – Agree, disagree? I, I don't know. I mean, I would never place a bet against the Red Sox as much as, you know, I don't like them. You know, they're our storied franchise. They always kind of find a way to stay in the mix, but – I mean, this season's a toss-up. I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're good by any stretch, but I do, also don't think they're better, uh, worse than the Blue Jays. I'll tell you that. But I don't know. All right. yeah. I yeah, think so the Blue Jays I, have I, some talent. I would agree with, uh, with you guys. It's going to be a tough road for the Red Sox. I'd probably probably take the under sit right there at 30. Um, I was going to take another team with my first pick here, um, but uh, – the second team I was going to pick was going to be my, my Philadelphia Phillies who are in a very similar position as the Red Sox um, being in that second tier of teams within their division, plus having to play the, the AL East. It's a tough road ahead for the Phillies this year. So they're also at 30 and a half. I'm taking them on the over just because they have to, they have to be good this year. They need to win. Um, Year two of Bryce Harper, he's comfortable here in Philadelphia. He, for me, in my eyes, he had a great season last year. Hit 260, had 35 homers, and I, over 100 RBIs. I think that's a pretty damn good year. Um, brought in Didi from your beloved Yankees. Going to play an important role. Brought in Joe Girardi as a manager. Um, he adds a, a stable veteran manager who knows how to lead a clubhouse deep into a postseason run. And then they have the best catcher in baseball in JT Realmuto, who's going into a contract season. He's going to have to perform um, if he wants to get paid that the way he wants to get paid. Um, and Aaron Nola is a, a top-notch starting pitcher in the National League. So the Phillies have the pieces to uh, get over. I don't see it far over, but um, I'm taking the over on that. I, I agree with you with the Phillies. I think they have a good rotation. I think it's important. You have Nola and you have, um, you just added Zach Wheeler and you have Jake course, Arrieta. Yeah, That's a pretty, him. pretty good top three, especially when they're going to be doing, when they're going to be starting more than half the games combined. So with that, that's a rotation that you can put up again, put up with a team like the Mets. Of course, DeGrom is the alpha of that division, but spots two and three, you can kind of make the argument that the Phillies are close to that. So I think the Phillies are a team that can definitely surprise some people. And remember, Scott, through, 60, through the first 60 games last year, the Phillies were in first place. 
Absolutely. So I think that's yeah, I they, think that's a pretty good bet with the Phillies. Um, I hate to say that I disagree, but I disagree. Um, it's fair, and, and you can easily make the case against them. The the only reason I say that is because they got ten games against the Mets, who the Phillies have really struggled against. Um, and I, you got ten games against the Braves, the Nationals. I mean, that's a tough division right there. See, I uh, I see the Nationals the taking a-, a step back this year. Yeah, I agree with that I mean, for sure. I agree, but I also don't think that they're worse than the Phillies. You know, it, they got that one-two punch at the top of the rotation. I don't know. I mean, road ahead. Well, the Nationals have three guys. They have Scherzer, Corbin, and Strasburg. Okay, but I was just thinking about the first two. I mean, Scherzer and, and Strasburg against the Phillies. I don't know. I, I, I also see Bryce struggling this year in a 60-game season. I think he's – I personally think I, I – He's going to try and do too much. He wants to hit that five-run home run every time he's up there to keep his numbers where he wants them. I, I think he's going to struggle this year, which I, I hate to say because I do love Bryce Harper, but um, I don't know. I, I see the Phillies having a really tough year. It's definitely going to be a tough road ahead of them. It, it's definitely the, the toughest division. I the division is not easy, and then having to go play interleague against the Yankees, Rays, Red Sox, Blue Jays. That's tough. And the Phillies always seem to suck against. And really not bad only teams, are you playing, so. not only are you playing the AL East, but you're playing the AL East as a National League team, which is really tough. I mean, you're not as familiar with the AL East, so it's a tough road for the Philadelphia Phillies. I would agree, but I'm going to take the over. I'm feeling optimistic. I, I mean, I like your confidence, and I would never take <laughs> the under on the Yankees either. I'm just saying. All right, Tyler, who you got? All right, so I'm gonna. This is a risky one, but I'm very confident in it. I'm going to stay within the AL East. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles under 20 and a half. <laughs> wow. Under whatever it is. Under five. Under, take under 20 and a half. Now, hear me out here. So, they're going to lose close to 40 games or 40 yeah, games. They, they would have to lose at least 40. Yeah. yeah. So, what if they just had single-digit wins? Sorry, Ty. I didn't mean to interrupt. It's possible. I mean, It I is know. possible. Here, all right. And I don't think it's possible, actually. That's, that's like, bad. But hear me out here. So, a typical – season three game series throughout you got 20 series in a 60 game season the Orioles are definitely going to get swept assume they win one game every single series that is 20 games on the dot I think they will get swept more times than they win two of those three and that's my reasoning so it I feel like it's pretty safe because they're just not going to be good like there's literally no way it's just they're they're a bad team. They just don't have the, the lack of roster. talent is astonishing in Baltimore, especially with, Same with Miami Senior this year. Yeah, that's that's exactly true. That's a shame that I mean, he's out. I mean, but. I can't wait to watch the Baltimore Miami games. Those that's are gonna be prime. The Mar time. the Marlins are gonna wreck the Orioles. Yeah, I don't you see the uh, the Marlins president, not Jeter, the other guy. He said, "Why not us with the Marlins?" It's a good. If the Marlins win the World Series, I'll get a Marlins tattoo on my chest. <laughs> it's it's a good. Um, <laughs> Good philosophy to have, good thought process to have. It's not the Orioles are so bad. I mean, they have to play the Yankees, the Rays, the Red Sox, the Nationals, the Braves, the Phillies, the Mets, the Blues. And that's the thing too. Ugly. When you put it against that, you're not even schedule, playing team. You're not even playing teams that are better than you. You're playing teams that are just insanely, insanely, insanely better than you. Like think like about run the- circles around you. Do you think that there's a possibility they go like eight and fifty-two or nine and fifty-one? Like I could see a case where that happens. It's like I mean, I'm not honestly, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it until you said you broke it down series-wise. But yes, you know what like if they get very three different times? I mean, we've seen it in the series. NBA. We've seen single-digit teams. I think the Bobcats won like seven. It's also more games in the NBA. Well, they were the Bobcats at the time. I know there's more yeah. games, but it's still the similar amount of Sixes, Sixers went ten and seventy-two. Yeah, you can make the case that the Sixers were trying to lose, though. Hey, yeah, we were. Um, who's the best player on the Orioles? Uh, like since Man- since we mentioned Mancini's out, unfortunately, with uh, battling cancer, who's the best player on the team? I don't even. Is that know. kid in center field that made some plays in late in the year last year? Couldn't even tell um, you. Austin Hayes. Yeah, is it Austin Hayes? Is Trumbo still know. on the Orioles? No, no. no. I can't even name anyone. Like they, they have Jose Iglesias. I mean, he's like he doesn't a, hit though. I feel like he does. He's not. I mean, he's not bad. Like if we're talking about like but the best player on this team, like he might be the most recognizable name outside of Chris Davis, and he's recognizable for bad reasons. 
because he sucks lately at least i can't believe he's still in, i can't believe the orioles i mean they can't because they don't have the money the yankees do but i can't believe they haven't like pulled a jacoby ellsbury and just said leave like we don't want i mean you. i think the orioles bullpen is the best part like their rotation like I, I know this isn't saying much but like their rotation is probably the the rotation in their bullpen so i guess their pitching staff is the best part of their team and it's not even good like John Means, Alex Cobb, Wade LeBlanc, Tommy Malone, Hector Velasquez is their starting rotation. Very underwhelming. But when you compare Means to wasn't all star last year. Yeah, because every team needs one. <laughs> I don't think that's a role that's anymore. Why. Still an all star. Like Michael Givens, they have. I don't like. I, I don't know. Givens they, will get traded. Former Yankee Dylan Tate. He was in the Beltron deal. Yes. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, look, can, I don't know. They're, especially they're the teams, on that one. Especially the teams that they play. I I'm mean, gonna place that bet once this podcast is over. <laughs> and I get to watch so that's 10 the, of those. Games so that's the first least. round. So Cash went over sure. on Yankees. Scott went over on Phillies. I went under on Red Sox. Ty goes under on Baltimore. So Cash, it you can start off the me, second. But it's such a good bet. It is a I you know what like, if you break it down like mathematically like that with just the odds of them winning mm-hmm. it's I'm curious I didn't I don't have this information in front of me but what did they go in the first sixty games last year I could pull it up well while you do got, cash can they got smoked by the Yankees in the first like twenty games of the year so yeah that is true they were nineteen and forty one well, that was quick I didn't expect so that's it to the under up right here yeah nineteen there and forty one well, and they were better than they were last year. Well, better last year than they or are. better last year than they are this year. Yeah. Well, so for my second-round pick, with over 33-and-a-half wins, I'm going to take the Atlanta Braves. I think that's an easy – one. I think that's very easy. I think they go a few games over 500. Um, so, I'd lock that in right now. I think they're a phenom- they have a phenomenal lineup. Their pitching staff seems to get stronger every season. Uh, they're young. They're fun to watch. Look out for the Braves. What bothers me about that pick is not that the Braves aren't good because they're a very good team, is that the teams that they play are also very good. If you put yeah, the I mean, Braves, they definitely have a tough year. But if I you think put that- the Braves in either of the either of the central divisions or even in the western divisions, I, I take oh, yeah. that over they, easily. But yeah. you're playing teams like the defending champion nationals you're playing teams like the phillies who have good starting pitching the mets who have good starting pitching and have a pretty good lineup as well and then you play the al east with the rays and the yankees yeah but 30, then you look at the 435 it's doable but i don't think it's a lot so my thought process is if you 30 games is 500 yeah right so at a shortened seasons and every game matters things i bet i'm sure will even out a little bit so I don't, th- I don't see the Braves just going three games over five hundred. I think that they- means they're going to have to go probably eight and two, nine and one against the Marlins at least, if they're going to well, get they, to that number. Because you got to think that the they're going to be. Because you got to think that they're going to be closer to the five and five, six and four, four and sixes against the heart of that division, the Phillies, the Braves, and the Mets, because they're right. so together. Right. I mean, it's possible. And then, of course, they're going to play the Orioles. That's right. In, so that's the other thing they play like the Orioles, games. the Blue Jays, the Red Sox. I mean, I think that I think they could definitely win 33 and a half, 34 the games. The problem yeah. here for me is their pitching staff. I mean, it, it's just they're young, good. but they're getting better each year. They're getting better, but they don't have that guy. You know what I mean? They don't they have don't the Cole. They don't have the DeG- even in their division. Forget Cole. They don't have the Degrom. They don't have the Scherzer. They don't have the Wheeler or Arietta. They don't or the Nola. I don't. They they're, don't have they're that a guy. win by. They're a win by committee team. Which is why I I love watching them so much. But no, you're right; they don't have that guy. How's their bullpen stand against the rest of their division? I think Scott, you're, Scott, you're more it's, familiar with the NLEs than we are. It's pretty the solid. Bullpen. Well, they added they added Will Smith, who's a really good lefty closer. They have um, Shane Green, Mark Melanson came on. He bounced back last year with them. Um, they have Cole Hamels. They. Did add Cole Hamels as well to their rotation, but he's battled. I think he's got an oblique injury, which has been an issue for him in the past. I feel like there's one more guy in the Braves bullpen that I'm missing. Uh, I mean, they have a guy, Luke, Luke Jackson, Jackson, who throws hard. Luke um, Jackson throws close to 100. Yeah, but I, the big ad was Will Smith. Huge. Uh, who's, who's a solid lefty for them. I mean, we, we've continued to say with this 
the AL East NL East is going to be the toughest division that we're going to see in baseball this year. Braves won it last year. So I, you got to put them at the top again for the division. So right around that 33 and a half, they'll probably get a couple more. So I'd probably take the over on them as well. All right. So cash has the over on the Braves. I'm going to move away from the Eastern divisions for my next pick. I'm going to go into the NL central and I'll pick the Brewers who had 31 and a half. And I'm going to go over on 31 and a half. They made the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. They really should have won that wild card game. But yeah, fluke blown save by Hader, who's one of the best relievers in the game. They had that bad hop in the outfield on that Soto that was play. Not that, a bad hop. that was not a bad hop, Glenn. That what was a playable a ball. I know I say this often, it but I would, have, I, would have fielded that, I would have fielded that ball in front of me. Okay, you would have fielded it. All right, regardless, I think it was a bad hop. Regardless, they have a weak schedule because the central divisions, I'll make the argument, are the weakest of all the divisions. They're playing teams like the Pirates, the Tigers, the Cubs, I feel like, are going to take a step back. I don't think they're the team they were earlier, like three or four years ago. Um, they, have the, they have an MVP candidate in Christian Yelich. I think they're a solid ball club, and I think with their schedule and the fact that I think the Cubs and the Cardinals, who were ahead of them in the division, are kind of, kind of like a fluke season with the Cardinals especially because I don't think they really were deserving of being in the NLCS. Because you just hate think, their owner. I, no, it's not even the owner. I think the Braves choked that game five, like really bad. No kidding. The Braves were a better team that season, and I think I don't, and the, the Cardinals ended up getting their asses kicked by the Nationals in the NLCS. I think the Brewers are a very good team. I think they can compete to win that division, and I don't like the NL, AL and NL Central's really that much at all. So I'm going to go over Brewers on 31 and a half. So while we're on the I topic, like can I break I like the that order? As well. and actually, no, I mean, Scott might be able to do it. You can take my pick. Scott, does order. anyone the point of the order. Nobody has anything to say on the Brewers? <laughs> I mean, other than other, – I mean, Christian Yelich is obviously one of the best baseball players out there. Um, they got some young guys like Keston Hira, who's an up-and-comer. They got a veteran in center in Lorenzo Cain. I mean, the only argument you can really make against them is their starting rotation. Um, that's the weakest part of their team, but they do have one of the best closers in baseball and Hater. So, and in that no, division, no, I, no, Hater's a fraud. I know, I know you hate Hater because of what happened in the simulations, but he, um, he's a fraud. Walk off still, Grand Slam against me. He's still really good. Um, so my my next pick, um, I'm going out to the West and the American League. You guys are probably going to hate me for it, but I'm taking the over on the Houston Astros at 34 and a half. I just think the Astros are still a damn good baseball team. Yes, you got the you got the dark cloud of the cheating scandal, um, but I think they're going to be pissed off. I think they're going to come into this season um, and going to want to prove something. Alex Bregman's going to want to prove something. Altuve is going to want to prove something. Carlos Correa has talked a lot of a lot of trash this offseason. He's going to want to have to come in and back it up. Plus, they got Justin Verlander. I don't know. I is bet he going to be healthy? They said he's going to be healthy. I bet you he's healthy. I bet you he opts out. Verlander's still one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, Jordan Alvarez is an absolute monster as a, as a young lefty hitter. Um, so, I'm taking the Astros on the over. I think they're going to win closer to 40 games. Um, they're gonna want to prove something, so I'm taking the Astros over there. But when do they? When do the guys like Verlander and Greinke, who are up there in age, they're inevitably going to hit a wall at some point? Absolutely, yeah. And, and the loss but, of Cole cannot go understated. I know a lot has happened with the Astros with the cheating scandal and all that, but they lost the best, if not top three, starter in the entire league. I know they won in 17, or you know quote-unquote, 1-17 in 17 without him, and they lost in 18-19 and 19 with him. But the loss of Cole cannot be understated, especially when they didn't do anything to replace him. Well, they're getting and then you have a team, And then you have a team like Oakland, who's very, very good. And in 60 games, it wouldn't surprise me if they had a better record than the Astros. See, I don't want to give the Astros Oakland credit. Go back and forth. Go ahead, Doc. I was going to say, I, I don't – I don't want to give the Astros credit for anything, but you're saying you're t- like obviously losing Cole is a huge thing, but they're getting Lance McCullers back. 
He, I don't think he played much last year. And I don't think he, he pitched at all. all. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. So like he, he's look. He's not Garrett Cole by any stretch of the imagination. But did he, he pitch in spring training, McCullers? I have no idea. I don't know. I can look that up. But he is because on if he the didn't pitch, in, if he didn't pitch in March, he's going what, twenty months, twenty two months without doing anything. It's definitely been a while yeah. since he's been on the mound. He's I mean, still I don't think you can trust a guy. Like, I go back to the Red Sox. You can't trust, like, Nathan Avaldi in a situation like this. Well, when he came back, he was super effective in that World Series run. So, I mean, you never know with these guys. That's the well, that was a while ago. I'm talking about 2019. That's true. Did McCullers pitch in spring training? I don't know. Regardless, McCullers isn't going to be Cole. He's no, not, he's but, he, not but he's a replacement to the locate he, to the rotation. That that's the point. I mean, what was the number? Thirty four and a half. Thirty four and a half. I, I like the over there. To be honest, like I don't. I tweeted today. I said just your daily reminder that the Houston Astros were afraid of off speed pitching, so they had to bang a trash can. So, uh, look, I'm not a fan, but thirty four and a half. Like I think these totals on good teams are a lot less than they should be. Just, they normally do knows. that. Just as an overgeneralization. It's a weird season. Because if you start two and five, you're in trouble. All right. I wouldn't go that far. That's a little bit of an exaggeration. Okay. Maybe okay. two and ten. Two and eight. All right. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's very easy to dig yourself a hole. Any of these teams, the Dodgers, the Yankees can do That division's tough, too, the West. So I can see why it's 34 and a half. Because you have teams like the Dodgers. You have the Athletics who are sneaky good. Um, Moneyball. There you go. Um, I mean, who yeah. else is there uh, other than those teams? The, uh, the, Diamond, the, Rock, Diamond the Rockies, Rockies, Rockies and Diamondbacks were both right there. Giants are bad. Season. Giants stink. But yeah, there's still some good teams out there. So they have to face the Mariners 10 times. So, yeah. I, yeah you know what? I just convinced myself there. with the Mariners. Yeah, definitely. I think I think yeah, I agree. Over on the Astros, I agree with that number 100. percent I might right. bet the under. <laughs> um, you tell me how that. Tell us how that goes. Tie up. All right, I'm going to go to the NL Central. I'm going to pick the St. Louis Cardinals over 31 and a half. Uh, Glenn's going to throw up. Why? <laughs> he just no. hates that Because I just said that they were kind of a fraudulent NLCS team. But go ahead, go. Convince me otherwise. Look, they're a solid, solid team here. I mean, there's – their rotation has been lacking, but they're, I feel like they're filling in with younger guys. Um, their rotation is solid, and they need – they play, what, 40, 50 – no, 40 games against the Central? Yeah, in division. Yeah. They play 40 in, 40 in the NL Central and 20 out of division. So, you got 20 games, 15 of which – or 16 of which – will be against the Royals, the Tigers. Um, the Twins are good. Um, the White Sox, which hopefully nobody takes because they're on my list as well. Um, well, thanks. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, we could, we'll all talk about it anyways. But look, I, 31 and a half is two games over 500. And I think they're definitely good enough. They have enough gimme games in there to actually put together a half-decent season. Now, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs in, the, in this format, but – who knows? Like, the Cubs aren't great. Now, let me ask you a question about the Cardinals. Sure. Who is going to replace the offensive production with Ozuna gone? Well, they have Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, look, I'm going to pull up their, their lineup. But who's protecting Paul Goldschmidt now? So they're going to need a guy like the young guys in their outfield, like Tyler O'Neill, to finally Jose Martinez is pretty good. I think he's poised for a breakout season one of these years. Who did you say? Possibly- Jose Martinez? He got traded to the race. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. He's he not, did. He's DHing for the race. But like, like another guy now. like Harrison Bader, uh, another young outfielder who needs to step up offensively. Um, they have a lot of good young guys that haven't really hit consistently. Colton Wong's another one of those guys who hasn't hit consistently. Matt Carpenter stunk offensively last year, but he's also been really good offensively. So I can see Tyler's argument in where they have good players. Mm-hmm. Um, I also see Glenn's argument where they're kind of fraudulent, and I just don't uh, think they have the offense. I like what I like the arms that they have. I just don't think they have enough offensive firepower to compete with 
the Cubs and the Brewers and the, even the Reds who are on my I'm list. I'm looking at this. I'm going to stick with my guns here. I'm looking at this, and I agree with you. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's very possible for them with the gimme games that they have to beat teams like the Tigers, the Royals, and so on and so forth. I think that's, what, 18 games right there? No. 12. Like, they can get 10 free wins out of that little uh, trio. Plus the Pirates. Drop Pirates are going to be bad, too. Pirates, too. Like, they can get the 32 wins. I think it's possible. Round three. Thanks Go for ahead, pushing Cash. back there a little bit. That was interesting. Problem anytime. So, I was going to say the White Sox, but I, I guess I'll give Ty his, his, you can have his it. pick. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk um, about it regardless, so do it. I'm going to take the under on the Detroit Tigers <laughs> at 22 and a half. I think they're horrific. Like, they, I, I don't even know. They were worse than the Warriors. I, I can't – yeah, I can't tell you who's on that team. I really don't know. Um, oh, Austin Romine's on that team. Other than that, I don't know. Miguel Cabrera. So, all right, I, I semi-agree with you here. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I – don't, really equate this to kind of to the Orioles under 20 and a half pick only because kind of like my reasoning before they have so many games against bad teams where they can squeak wins Who's the so Tigers? yeah so I know they yeah, are a bad team themselves also a bad team but, but my point being is it's not like the Orioles who have to face the Yankees the Red Sox the Blue Jays the Rays the Braves the Nationals the Phillies the Mets like solid baseball teams I, I think they have more opportunities. So, and if I'm going to take a win total that low, I, I don't know. It's something I would stay away from. I wouldn't necessarily consider the over here. But Here's my know. thought process. Um, this is for, – for a team like the Tigers, this is just a watch year. Like this year means nothing to them. That's point. The, I mean, for them, they, they're like, okay, let's – I mean, there's no minor six... league, so they can't even develop young players. All right. these teams I mean, this, that sink. Th- this is just a really a watch year for them. They – they can't really do much. It's a 60-game season. They're terrible to begin with. They've already said, okay, let's let's look at 2021 at this point. Let's see who we can keep on this roster for 2021. They have no intention of winning. So I, maybe they win 15 games. I don't know. Who do you think's worse, the Baltimore, Miami, or Detroit? I think Detroit's the worst team in baseball. Okay. I want to agree. throw something out there with, with the Tigers. They just had the first overall pick in the draft and took a, a junior first baseman in Spencer Torkelson. I would not be surprised to see him in MLB this yeah, year. So that's what I was going to say. Gonna what are the odds that they would just bring him up at some point and let him yeah, play and see? Screw what it. He has. Like, why not? I mean, it might, me- it obviously messes up his service time. And I think that's would, exactly it. I don't think they want to waste his service time. He would hit free agency earlier. Season. Yeah, but Why what, not? is he just going to sit at home now? I mean, I mean, he's training, but there's no minor league baseball. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Could they add him onto that 60-man pool and just have so him? So I, 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 read, I read today that MLB is letting their players play indie ball for the year. They're so minor, minor league players. players. Play there's there's no minor leagues. Right. Can you imagine the guy like Jason Dominguez at the Sussex County Minors? You never know. There it is. Never know. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate because they announced Frazier today. He's on the pl- he's in the player pool. Oh yeah, he's not going to see the field. No, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, really it's rough for those Stand teams that have no chance. The Orioles, the Royals, the Tigers, the Pirates, the Mariners, the Giants. They they they, they get nothing because they're not going to win, and they're not going to develop players because there's no minor leagues. The only thing that you can accomplish is a draft pick. It's unfortunate. So another, I mean, with another guy on the Tigers is Matt Boyd, who lefty starting pitcher who was floated around in trade rumors last uh, trade deadline. He's probably a guy that's going to end up getting traded this year. So unless he pitches great at the start of the year and wins them a few games, once they trade him, they don't have any any pitching whatsoever. So you got Michael Fulmer. He kind of he fell was, off a little bit. He's been but terrible and injured. That's true. Didn't the Tigers want Glaber Torres for Michael Fulmer? Yeah, like three years that, ago. Oh, is it Boyd? I don't know. Yeah, it was Boyd. It was, it was some. It was Boyd. It was something stupid. Yeah. Drove me Can you nuts. blame him for trying? No. No, Might but it's well. just ridiculous. No. It's such a ridiculous. It's kind of thing. rude to do. He was an MVP that. candidate this year. And and yeah, every no, year not. going forward, the Yankees yeah. robbed the Cubs for him. They robbed. Oh, them. by far. 
I mean, they got I the mean, World worked, Series, though. It worked out for the Cubs, though. They won yeah, the World Series. Then, the I think both. I mean, right I, th- I think both teams are totally fine with what occurred. Yeah, I mean, I you agree. play to win the World Series. They're okay with that. All right, so I'm up. So I'm struggling because I have three here that I want to go with, but I can only choose one. Um, I have the. I, I'm not going to tell you the over under yet, but I got A's, Blue Jays, or Reds that I can choose from. I'm going to go Reds. Um, I'm going to challenge again Ty's Cardinals over with a Reds over. The Reds are at 31 and a half. I'm going to go over. I like that. Um, They have a good top three in the rotation. They have Castillo, Bauer, who, you know, all of us are kind of iffy on, and Sonny Gray, who was an all-star last year. Say what you want about his Yankee tenure, but he turned it around in Cincinnati. They added guys like Mike Moustakis. They added guys like Mike Moustakis and Castellanos to go along with Votto and Galvis. So they have a pretty decent lineup. And again, what we talked about with the Centrals already, weak divisional play. It's probably the two weakest divisions in baseball. So I'm going to go over Reds 31 and a half. And I think they're going to be better than the Cardinals too. Yeah, absolutely. Reds are a really good team. You, you left out uh, Eugenio Suarez who hit yes. 40 home runs last season. And a young they have guy. a young guy. Yeah. Nick Senzel. No, not uh, even him. What's what's the other guy's Aquino? name? Uh, Aristides yeah. Aquino. There you go. He might. He's not even. I don't think he's projected to start for them right now. That's kind of how good they that, are. That just what shows. Yeah. He's he can DH. They have a great team. As uh, you brought up, Sonny Gray. He's back with his college pitching coach. He's pitched very well there. As much as I hate Trevor Bauer as a personality, he's a good pitcher. Um, and Luis. Castillo's, you don't like Trevor Bauer. No, don't like him. Are you sure? <laughs> and then uh, young young arm in Luis Castillo, who is very talented. And they got some good bullpen pieces too. Michael Lorenzen, um, Rysel Iglesias are, are two really good bullpenners. Plus, they got Pedro Strope. Added Amir, uh, Pedro Strope. And then they got Amir Garrett, who's willing to take on the entire Pittsburgh Pirates roster in a fight. So hmm. they got a good bullpen. And they're a good team, so I'd take the over on the Reds as well. Amir Garrett was sick in that MLB The Show League. Yeah, he's really good. He's he was one thing that upset okay. me about the Reds. Well. One thing that upset me about the Reds. It doesn't really matter because he kind of fell off. They left Derek Dietrich off the sixty man. They did. Yeah, they left How? him off. They How hit, did they do that? His How? WAR was only around one. I guess he it was just like, a crunch. He hit like fifteen home runs yeah, in May ha- last year. How many times did he strike out? He, he's, he's a big strikeout or home run guy, right? He's a bench but again, guy. who's not? He's a bench guy. He's not a. That's is he a good locker room guy? Somebody should. He's a cool personality. I'm, I'm calling cool. Matt Klenstack, the Phillies GM, and I'm telling him to call the Reds right now and make a trade for Derek Dietrich. He's a good player. See, I looked would it up be right a bat before that the I'd show. Like in Yankee Stadium. A little lefty yeah. poke guy, utility infielder. Little I mean, the Yankees are right-handed dominant. I mean, that's they can crazy. Off the bench guy, especially so with the DH in the especially with the DH in the NL. It's surprising that they did that. I am. I am a blown away i did not know this this that's crazy to me that they left him off the roster regardless i got reds over 31 and a half wow wow all right i like that so i'm going i'm staying in the central as well i'm going back to the american league though and i'm going to take the under on the cleveland indians at uh 33 and a half uh i think i agree with that i think they're a team that's been trending in the wrong direction since going to the world series in 2016 um, and losing to the Cubs in seven. Um, they no longer have Corey Kluber, who they traded to Texas uh, down to the Rangers. No more Trevor Bauer. Um, so Carlos Carrasco, um, another guy who's battling cancer. He came back last year, but, you know, it's still an issue for him. Shane Bieber was good last year, but who knows if he can do it again. Um and then I think there's going to be trade rumors around Francisco Lindor. He's a guy who they're probably not going to be able to afford moving forwards. Their owner has already come out and said to the fans, enjoy him while we have him. Um, that's not a great thing to say to your, your fans no. when that's your franchise player. Um, so he's going to be a guy surrounded in trade rumors. Jose Ramirez wasn't great last year. He's a cupcake. Um, they, they have Carlos Santana, who stunk on the Phillies, but had a good year with the Indians last year. But I think they're trending in the wrong direction at this point. They're getting older. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm taking the under on them. Even though it's bad competition, I, I think the White Sox are going to be really good. Um, the Twins are going to be really good, plus the teams that we've mentioned in the NL Central, the Cubs, uh, Brewers, Reds, and Cardinals are all competitive. There. So, yep. under on the 33.5 for the Cleveland Indians. I agree with you. Um, I think the big question about the Indians is whether or not they trade um, Lindor in August 31st trade deadline or they wait to the offseason because I think it's inevitable that they trade him. Um, I think that's the big question. Without Kluber, that rotation takes a hit. They lost Bauer and Kluber within six months. Him, yep. Bauer at the trade deadline last year, and then Kluber going to Texas in the offseason. I think the Indians are pressing the reset button. I agree. I think – it's going to be a rough couple of years as they rebuild what they had a couple of years ago. It's a shame because they were so close to that World Series championship, and they haven't won since 1948. And of course, the next year after the World Series loss, they had that amazing season with that like what 23 game win streak, whatever it was, and then they lose to the Yankees in the ALDS. So I think it's rough for Cleveland, but I think it's a necessary step back where they reset. So I agree. They're kind of kind of on that. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, kind of on that same path as the Phillies were after they won their World Series in 08, and then from 09 just took a step backwards every year. I mean, um, history's repeating themselves because, remember, they were a powerhouse in the 90s. They made it to a yeah. Game 7 of the World Series in 97 like they did in 2016, and then you just fall off, people leave, and so you just got to reset. League. I don't think they ever won the World Series in Major League, though. I think they just won <laughs> the division. <laughs> they should get Charlie Sheen to replace Kluber. It, it was fun. fun to watch. All right, Ty. Last okay. pick of the draft. Closing it up. All right. Yep. Um, I feel like we've made a lot of picks in the National League. Um, I'm going to go with the Arizona Diamondbacks under 30 and a half. Um, and here's why. They don't have a rotation outside of Madison Bumgarner and Robbie Ray, who's a little iffy. Um, actually, Luke Weaver's been kind of coming into his own a little bit. Like, not don't, really. Don't sleep on Zach Allen. He, he finished the year strong last year. I do remember that. But they just don't have much. Like, they're just a very underwhelming team. They're going to have to play the AL West and, obviously, their normal NL West. It's just – I don't think they're a 500 team this year. They got um, – who? Cole Calhoun. They got – let's see. They added Starling Marte. Starling Marte and Cole Calhoun. So, they bolstered their outfield, but – they just, like, haven't really been the same team that they were, what, two years ago? Like, it's yeah, they, just, they made the wild card game against the Rockies. They're just underwhelming, and, and that's really what it comes down to. I don't think they're a 500 team. I think they play down to their competition. Um, they, like, they have the tools. They have the rotation. They have guys like Eduardo Escobar. They have Jake Lamb. They have David Peralta, but they just don't perform, and that's really it. I mean – and I feel like you can sense that in going after a guy like Madison Bumgarner, who's aging to kind of come in and be that plug guy in your rotation to be your like quasi ace, I guess you could say like, yeah, he's an ace, but he's not like, he's not what he used to be. He helped me win MLB the show. I'll take that. But <laughs> it, this is real life. And look, I don't think they're a 500 team this year. It's funny you say that because I agree, but I also feel like they're still the second best team in the NL West which is funny because that means the Dodgers are just going to have just a field day against that division. Well, nobody's mentioned I think they're the numbers 37 yet. and a half. Which they did last year. I mean, the Dodgers are 37 and a half. I think that's a tough one. I, it's probably an over, but I don't know. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. We all know what they yeah. are. They've been the most dominant team in the National League for almost a decade now. They've just been there every year. Yeah. Um, but going back to the Diamondbacks, a guy like Cattell Marte had an absolute breakout year last year after being overwhelming for the first three, four years of his career. Is he a guy that can repeat that? Or is he a flash in the pan one year um, kind of a guy? Another guy was they added was Starling Marte, who's, you know, he's probably past his peak. Um, he's still a good player. But the, the Diamondbacks haven't been consistent across the board over the last few years. You know what? They didn't get enough for Paul Goldschmidt when they made that That's trade. That's the problem. I agree. They, they pro I think they thought they were getting something in Luke Weaver and Carson Kelly, 
Carson Kelly's a nice catcher, but he's not anything special. He's you're not going to write home about, oh my god, we got Carson Kelly. They absolutely didn't get enough for Goldschmidt in that trade. Yep. So they're just a they're an average team. They'll they'll be there. They'll be right around 500. I'd probably lean hopefully under under. I would I would probably say the Rockies though are the second best team um, in the National League West. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. But what do they do with That's, Arenado? Are they going to trade him in August? No, they're going to. I think they're going to keep him. They're going to re-sign him. I don't think he goes anywhere. But I mean, that's that's something for another day. All right. So, so I mean, we 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 glut, we. You said you're going to take the White Sox, and we we kind of you skipped on. Don't that. sleep on the Padres either. To be completely honest, Padres I feel like stink. They're not that bad. That's the problem here. They're better than the Giants, and I think they're better than the Diamondbacks. They're I young. Believe, I won't. I won't believe in the Padres until I see the Padres actually do anything. That's a fair. They've point. done this a thousand times. They spend money and it never works out. But we glossed over the White Sox, who were the team that went out and spent a lot of money this off season, and went out and got a Yasmani Grandal and Edwin Encarnacion. Um, they traded for Nomar Mazzara. They signed Dallas Keuchel, and in this central divisions that we've been trashing the entire night, they're a team that's. Probably going to be there. Um, where are they at over under? It's, uh, at 31 it's 31 and a half. half. You want to know what's funny? Before when I mentioned that I had the uh, the White Sox, and hopefully nobody takes them, Cash let me have it, and I didn't even end up taking them. Yeah, you didn't even take it. What were you going to do with them? Were you, <laughs> taking you, got them over? you got excited about the Diamondbacks. for the was trying to, It was between was the Diamondbacks and the friend. White Sox. I was going to go over with the White Sox. Yeah, I, I love it. Too. I love it. Yeah. And that's great for Chicago, having – two good teams again that's that's great for that city and the rivalry there although i will say the cubs are gonna have to start making decisions on who stays and who goes because you can't keep everyone i think brian's yeah, so gone i think we brian's only got gone. a couple seasons of both white Sox and cubs being good before the white Sox ascend and then the cubs kind of bottom out for a little bit well the cubs are another one where their their totals like a couple games over 500 and i it's just weird. You got to decide, and we also have to wait before replacing these bets to kind of see who decides to opt out, who is really going to play. I mean, you, you just don't know at this point. I mean, over the next couple of weeks, it's going to develop, but I don't know. All I right. feel like we're going to get some shockers. Running short on time, go to go to final thoughts. I decided that I'm going to give you guys one team, and we're all going to talk about it. Mike Trout, best player in the game. We haven't talked about the Angels yet. Really quick, Angels are at, I believe, 31 and a half? Under. 31 and a half for the Angels. Quick, over, under. Cash says under. under. I'm going under as well. Mm. Under. I'll be that guy. Over. Over? Yeah. Outside of Otani and Trout, I – Who's going to perform on that? Is, is Trout ma- – so Trout's oh, not sure making the playoffs right even now. in a 60-game season. No, I don't I'm glad Rendon's gone. Thank God. They just don't they have just the pitching. Have, they they can get the all the offense they is. want. They have no pitching. Yep. That's a shame because they're going to waste Trout's career. See, I think they're very similar to the Diamondbacks, honestly. I think they have a, a little bit weaker than the Diamondbacks, which I mean – they're, like, they're a lot like more like the Rockies because the Rockies have that guy in Arenado. That's true. But the Rockies have a half-decent rotation. They have young guys. It's just the fact that nobody wants to pitch there. Exactly. And, and they're going to be plagued, I think, forever with that notion. Yeah, it's going to be very start tough. Very hitting tough on to... some draft picks. But, but then they're going to leave. It's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had Kyle it makes Freeland. That, it makes that 2017. A couple years ago. makes that 2017 remarkable, what they did. I'm excited to see Joe Adele. Yeah, I he'll mean, probably come up and play for the Angels. I hope so. He's on their um, he's on their death chart. Yeah, I mean, he's the number one prospect in baseball. So he's one of two. one, two, three, four, four outfielders on their roster right now. So he's going to be there. Born in April of '99. That's ridiculous. Disgusting. Gross. Unbelievable. Want nothing. No. No part of that. I want nothing kids. to do with that. He's younger than my brother, who's two years younger than me. Generation Z is taking over. It's wild. It's wild. And that will just about do it with our over-under episode. But before we go, I want to show you guys something. Hold on. Uh-oh. Close your closet, Glenn. Is there even a no. door on that thing? There's no, there's no door in my closet. <laughs>
These are my new friends. I want to show you guys them. No, they're probably named after Yankees too. No, this yeah, is see, Simba. No, this is Simba. That's what I was gonna say. I'm disappointed in the names. Simba and Belle. They're is Disney, it, aren't the other ones Disney Jeter and Mickey? Mickey? Yeah, Jeter and Mickey are the older ones. Is it Mickey Mantle or is it like Mickey Disney? It's Mickey, Mickey Mantle. All right, so yeah, now I'm even more disappointed that you didn't. Keep now it's it going. the new generation here. We get Disney. That's the pretty the two main things in my family: the Yankees and Disney. So now That's we got fair. Belle, been, which is the princess in Beauty and the Beast, and Simba, the orange cat. Have, one of which them should have been Glaber. One of them should have been Glaber. I should have named him Garfield. I don't know. Garfield. Garfield's cliche. Get out of here. Come on, everyone's name right, is Garfield. Well, well, I don't like cats well, anyways. So. We got to well, bounce. Glenn dropped the ball, and that's the end of that. Can I, can I get well, I a final was a, thought real quick? Yeah, go, final thoughts. There's a chance. I heard this on another podcast. There's a chance that we could see a pitcher throw a perfect game this year and lose. Because of the runner on second. Wow. Yes, he could, he could go into extra innings. Runner well, it wouldn't be a perfect game. It would be, be a, a no-hitter. 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 No. That runner didn't get a hit. Yeah, but he's, he's got to score somehow. And then it's not I mean, if there's game. two wild pitches, I guess. Sack, no, sack, sack bunt, out. Oh, and yeah, that's then true. a sacrifice fly. That's true. Perfect game that's, and lose. That's a fair point. I didn't think of that. But does it count as a perfect game or in the rule book you have to win the game? No, it counts as a perfect game. 27 up, 27 down. And at that point, it would be 30 no, see, up and 30 down. I know we're running low on time, but I really want to debate this. Can we table this to next time? Because <laughs> Yeah, yeah next episode we'll talk about it. All right. Because it I'm blew my it mind when I heard that. Could be a first. Right. So, so we'll right. talk so about my that next final week. thought, I'm okay, going to go ask. I'm just going to leave, leave everybody with a question for next episode. If you lose the game, were you really perfect? And that's okay. it. I don't think so. Okay. It's interesting. The thing about the perfect game, though, and then this is it. Then, then, then I'm shutting down the podcast. A perfect game is no runs, no hits, no errors, no walks. You're giving up a run, so it's not perfect. That's, that's how I'll leave it. For Tyler Blumenstick, Alex Cashman, and Scott Roswald, my name's Glenn Daenerys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.